I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> you know what it is? We ha we recorded the first 15 minutes. The last 15 minutes never record. Like the video, yes. The audio, no. We found out that the back cord was like destroyed or burned or whatever. It just wasn't recording. This guy be this guy be throwing the laptop in his his bag all rough. That's why. <laughs> when you come to New York and you ever visit my gym, Boxingology, we're definitely gonna take care of you. We'll take you out to eat. We'll give you a shirt. We'll give you the whole caboodle. Nothing like Floyd Mayweather's package, but it'll be nice. All the time. Actually, we should send you a shirt out there. Yeah, we should send them some. You think we should... Can we send it to Floyd's gym? Will they give it to you? Yeah, you can send it to Floyd's gym. I'm there all the time. And I'll send one to Jeff also. Yeah, yeah send it to him. For the horrible... Send him his, send him his, send his pads back to him. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to send him the pads yeah. back to him too. So, Stitch, we won't take too much of your time. 30, 30 minutes, 35 the most. We already took enough of your time. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whose corner are you working? Nice. So, Stitch, rundown, more or less. You, you don't have to give us the whole the whole caboodle, just uh, the Reader's Digest version. How you started your career as a as a cut man? Uh, are we on air now or what? Yeah, we're we on live. air. We live. Everything is good, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great career. I, uh, I started out as a Nice. 
said if I went to the Orient, I would study the martial arts. So in 74, they sent me to Thailand, and I saw my first Muay Thai fight. From there, that whole year, I just made slipped and did martial arts, hmm. and Taekwondo and Muay Thai. And got back to the States and uh, started training in boxing to improve my hands, and from there, I started training amateur fighters, and uh, you know that went on and uh, opened up a school of kickboxing with my credit card, moved to Fairfield, the suburbs. Hmm. And there I started training professional fighters, kids and all that. So that's when I became a solid trainer. And I promoted fights and I managed the fighters and uh, learned to be a cut man. So I started concentrating on that. And then it was only boxing and these guys, they wouldn't teach you. I, you know, I told one guy, I asked him, told him that he did a good job after a fight. And, you know, I was trying to be a cut man and can you tell me what you, what you did? And he looked at me and says, if you taking this to my grave and you gotta learn like me walk through it. So, mm. you know, that was a mentality then. And you know, I've told this story many hundreds of times and they're throwing his name out, but now that I go back to Oakland with Andre Ward that's from Oakland also, right? Mm. So he was the undefeated champ. Wow, this guy forgot about it. Uh, now him and his son want to take pictures with me. You know, so I gotta be <laughs> that way. You know, and uh, so that's what I was trying to teach but yeah that's how I got started bro. Made the move to Las Vegas like 20 years, 28 years ago. I put in for a job transfer with, uh, I used to work with RJ Reynolds Tobacco Company and had a nice job. And, and I waited and they gave me an opportunity to work in Vegas, but I had to be there in a week. And I talked to him into two weeks. And in, in two weeks, I transferred my school, ASK, American School of Kickbox, to one of my students, put my house on the market, sold it, put my family in a U-Haul. We drove like nine miles or nine hours to Las Vegas to wow. the point where I had to call my mom and tell her I was, uh, uh, I got a new job, a new phone, you know, so that's where I got started, and then it was only boxing, and then the UFC came around, you know, I knew Dana White uh, before the UFC, and he brought me in, and that changed my life, and kind of took me in good directions, and he got rid of me, and that changed my life, and uh, <laughs> so I'm doing okay, you know, I kind of became the face of the rebellion, and uh, kind of like my parents during the Cesar Chavez era. Now, Stitch, uh, Dana White and yourself were also doing, you were training people too, right? Together? If Dana was to ever ask you, would you go back to the UFC? Mm-hmm. And then they uh, just talked to me about doing a 
Stitch, what is the curriculum to become a cup man? <laughs> I, I get calls all the time, emails, doctors, paramedics, nurses, everybody. A lady that's doing the massaging for Kennedy Plant, she, you know, she wants to be a cup man. But I tell her, look, you spent hours and days and weeks and months and years in the gym. Being a fighter, working with the fighters, taking the pain, understand them physically, mentally, mm -hmm. giving your time, you're wrapping their hands for free, your own cost, and you get their confidence and they ask you to work a corner and from there you build yourself. You know, so it just doesn't come because you're a doctor, you can be a company. So do you need a license for it? No, you know, that's a it's a good question. Very few people have ever asked that, but let me tell you to it this way. I, uh, combat sports, boxing, all MMA, uh, kickboxing, bare knuckle fights, none of us have to be certified to be called uh, hmm. professionals. Every other sport, major sport, you can. So me doing this seminar in, in Mexico City, I think I'm doing it in the university, and and you know the guys talking about certification. I said, well, I don't want to certify them because I don't want them to go out there with the mentality that Stitch taught me yeah. in a four-hour course, and now I'm going to take care of you. No, I'm showing you the basics from there. You got to set up your own building blocks and and create your own uh, uh, your own system to work with based off of. Stitch, have you ever worked with any other cup man where you learn, like Al Gavin, any anybody that you probably learned from, or did, did you just learn on your own more or less? Yeah, there were, yeah pretty much I learned on my own. You know, I, uh, yeah, I knew Al Gavin, great guy, Chuck Bodak, Percy Richardson, H. Barada. Yeah, you know, all these guys, pretty, uh, I, I always followed their big ideas. You know, I, I studied them, right? Because like I said, in those days, these guys were, there was, it was a secret. They were going to take it to the brain. So I would look and, and, and I would observe and I would wrap my own hands at home. And, you know, based on, I looked at their foundation, their foundation, and, and, and then kind of took out what didn't make sense and kept what did make sense and created my own uh, thing. And uh, But yeah, I, nobody that I followed, Chuck Bodak, if you remember, Chuck Bodak was the man that looked like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Have you ever in the gym, any gym, been there just watching guys spar and anybody get a cut and you had to treat it? Do you do you get paid for that <laughs> in the gym? Nah, that's 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 on the house. I did the UFC at the Staples Center, and the hotels 
fights and fans are stopping taking pictures and all that and up to my right over there this is the nighttime in the patio area of the staple center this guy pushes this one guy and i'm thinking that they're playing around but he drops him and and he knocks him out and he's down and i go to him and and i look at him he has a cut so i got my bag and all that so i pull my stuff out and i'm i'm working on him he got knocked out he's coming to and he looks at me and says stitch I can't believe you're working on me, you know, so I, I told the guy, keep this gauze on him, take him to the hospital, he's going to get stitches, he's going to get about this big. Yeah. Hey, Stitch, so I know you worked with countless fighters, countless, we can we can go all day, all day. Is there any guy that you wish that you worked with? Before? Past or present? Uh, Roberto Duran, of course, who wouldn't want to work with Roberto Duran? My guy. Duran, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you don't got to say names, but is there any camp that you wish you didn't work with? There was, uh, I talked about it the other day to a friend of mine, right? No throwing no names out, but there of was course. one fight where the guy uh, was a great fight, and then they had a rematch, and in the rematch, the manager, the trainer was Trainer Cutman, all right? And uh, on the second one, they brought me in. So I told the coach, I said, hey, man, that's a press conference on Wednesday. Hey, look, you know, it's going to be an honor working with you and all that. He goes, no, 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 I got it. So I talked to the manager. He says, nah. Anyway, I walked into the dressing room the day of the fight, and I never felt so bad in my life as the guy. The coach said not one word to me. Oh, man. So uh, whatever, I was there to work with the fighter, and uh, he didn't say, I felt like about this big, bro. Wow. Stitch, um, I mean, not to throw any numbers, but what is a cup man's salary? Do you guys go by percentage or uh, pay-per-view buys or, you know, just a set price? So mm-hmm. in that aspect, it's it's better, but I do. 
Stitch, I got those the the little sleeve, right? Because I was I have a fighter and I was working his corner, and I was actually his cut man as well. A whole bunch. I was doing everything pretty much, right? Psychiatrist, yeah. everything. So you should have got him. I bet so, you he would have got it wrong. So <laughs> I had the stick, right? The long one, and I went like this, and the damn thing cracked in half, and then it fell. <laughs> Do you use a bigger stick or smaller stick or or just keep your hands straight all the time? Uh oh. You got him going in his back. Yeah, because you know we got angels. So I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. You know what? That's that's a good question, and that's something that I always try to address young cut men. Is you know this this is bullshit. Uh, one one of my meters cut men for hours every day, but these long ones, it, it's it's you can't function with them. Yeah, you know, get my cut on, but I always use them about this big. Got it. Ah. Cut it in half. Yep. You, you remember the movie Shaka Zulu? Yeah. Yep. Well, the, the African tribe used long spears, and you could only function so much, but they cut the spears shorter, and now you can function a lot better. Mm-hmm. So cut them in half with the scissors or your fingers, put them in your, in your swabs, uh, easier to work. There we go. Let me tell you, Stitch, that's something so simple that you just explained. Yep. It was like 
brain surgery for me during the match. I'm, I'm frick, now I got a, a cut that I got to stop <laughs> from my arm. You, you bleeding. I'm bleeding from those little damn sticks. So another question, right? Where can any trainer or cut man pick up those um, that medicine for the cuts? And how much would it cost more or less? The the. Oh, no, you know what the the, the thing with. Let me educate you again. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the thing about the adrenaline chloride one one thousand is the only way that you can get it is through prescription, and mm. you know, or you have somebody that uh, a doctor or something like that that, but yeah, you for the most part get a prescription, and it's not. They used to be like twenty five dollars a bottle. Now they're like they're saying like two three hundred bucks a bottle. Wow. Like, so that's that's extremely expensive, and then like if you're like in New York, uh, uh, even California, every time you go to a fight there, they check your bottle. It has to be unopened, and with a, a date that's not expired. So let's say you a cut man and you're in Jersey and you work at it's open. You come to California or New York, you gotta show an unopened bottle. So that's not you know it's it's extremely hard. So one of the products that I endorse. natural that doesn't require a prescription but it's made out of a seaweed base hmm. and when you apply it on the cut and you leave it there for about 40 45 seconds it dehydrates the blood and it dries it and that works like extremely well are you talking about the little foams no it's not a foam it's, it's a gauze pad is, is that what they're selling in title in title boxing now So, Stitch, this is a question, right? So, um, obviously, you got to get it through prescription or a doctor or somebody. Um, if I go to a fight, right, one of my guys is fighting, and I don't have it, does that mean they won't? What, what could happen? Do you get fined? Do you get... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just ain't, you just ain't got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gonna bleed. Yeah. So there's two of them, right? I think you're allowed. The the adrenaline, and there was one more, right?
guaranteed is more like a cotton candy. Uh, those are coagulants, but those are expensive also. And mm-hmm. I don't know the the quick the uh, uh, yeah. So those are because they're too expensive. And uh, so yeah, just a quick aid that works good. So. I have another question. So. Uh, regarding that, the same question that I just had. So let's just say I have the adrenaline, in, right, unopened. Will any commission? Because you know you got commit. Some commissions could be just assholes for the day. Would they ask me any commission? Hey, you got proof of where you got this? Now, now, can a CVS, can I get this through a CVS maybe or a Rite Aid? know the history of when this started the adrenaline and the other medicines That's what happened to Rocky Marciano. They put tobacco on Rocky Marciano's nose to stop the cut. Anything that a cut man cannot bring into the ring? Maybe tobacco? Yeah, why would you bring tobacco unless you're chewing it? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah, he, he he wanted for something else. Yeah, yeah. No, well, well, you know what? <laughs> well, Stitch, your name alone says it all, Stitch, but you don't know how to stitch, right? Yep. 
You have a you have a thought about that? Like maybe you should try or no? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> What's the worst cut that you ever worked on? That you said, wow, you know what? I got my hands full. Oh, yeah. I, I seen that one. Yeah. Oh, I remember that too. That oh, was bad. Oh my God, the yeah, lip. That was bad. But Marvin, yeah, And the and the ultimate goal is to be patient and compose, right? Well, yes, I got I got one last one last thing, cause you you took my question, man. Cause <laughs> I was gonna ask him about the cut man thing, cause I, I actually wanted to start getting into that. Um, but he gave me a lot of a lot of great information now, and I kind of don't even want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to spend a little more time in the gym, but um, um, no. Pros being a cut man, you get a lot. You get to see all the fights, right? Stitch, um, you said, oh man, I lost my train, train, train thought. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say something about boxing, of course. I don't know what you was gonna say. I, say I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't know, man. I don't know. That's the, yeah, that's the, uh, that's those uh, punches to the head, man. They, punches they, to the... they, they get to you after a while. <laughs> Stitch, have, have, have you ever thought, have you ever thought of, uh, you know, Owning your own gym, maybe having your own gym or. Uh... I have my own gym. Yeah, no matter, bro. Yeah, before I moved in, ASK, the American School of Kickboxing, Fairfield, California. But now when I moved here, nah, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm living the life right now. You know, I'm working on weekends and, and, and relaxing on the weekdays and visiting the gyms. And, nice. You know, having my wife travel with me now. And, you know, so, I mean, I've been. 
see, I'll be in Brooklyn. Uh, next week, I'll do a show here in Vegas. See, the week I go back to New York. Then the week after, I go to Dubai. No, Abu Dhabi with Jessica Macasco. Oh, then man. The after, I'll go to Mexico City. And then, uh, that 26th. All right, all right, Stitch. We we jealous, man. We jealous. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Slow down, now. <laughs> Stitch. I only go. I only go from Connecticut to New York and back to Connecticut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Bro, it was snowing. And for me to get, I think, I think it was Foxwood. For me to get to Foxwood from the airport, and it was snowing, and I couldn't see nothing, bro. It was like 11, 12 o'clock at night, and it just kind of freaked me out. My first experience in Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut sucks. Now I remember <laughs> the question. Stitch, you, you wrapped hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people's hands, right? Now, you told me last week that the best hand rapper you ever seen was Felix Trinidad Jr. Uh, senior. Yes, 100%. I'll back him up 100 times. And, and why was that? Huh? Why, why would you say that? Why do you think he was the best? What made him different this, from this everybody guy, else? This guy think he got the best hand raps over here. No, no way. No way. <laughs> Ted, Teddy, Teddy Atlas uh, showed me how to rap hands, but nowhere near... What you do, or Danny, uh, um, Davis. You're pretty good, though. Give yourself None some of those credit. guys. Yeah, Danny's a good friend of mine. I just, I complimented him the, uh, uh, when uh, Gabe Rosado fought, uh, when he wrapped hands, because uh, I was working with Ali. Uh, I fought dead off. And, uh, but Danny's a good kid. Joseph Guillambo is probably the best one in New York. Who? Joseph Guillambo. He uh raps Teofimo's hands, Teofimo Lopez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good guys out there with that patch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all, and it's sharing. Sharing and teaching. So, what about Felix Trinidad Sr.'s hand rapping that made him so special? Metacarpal. Yep. So he, he protected the top of the bone, the top of the, the hand, and it was nice and neat. And just the way he laid the tape and everything, the way it conformed and everything was solid, 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 man. Beautiful rap. And I let him know. I let, him, I let Felix uh, uh, know. Trinidad know. I let that know. So, man, you know, you got to show respect where respect is due. Yeah, he he used to throw thunderous shots with those hands. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't hurt his hands. And he didn't hurt his hands. He never but hurt his hands. a lot of people complained about the hands. They made them rewrap and. Yeah, that's because they come the what, and you know that's why our game has to be educated because what happened to Trinidad's father is it happened to Canelo's camp, and Trinidad's father, what he did, he stacked. Gaza tape and Gaza tape, right? So a lot of people thought that that was illegal because it turns into a cast, which it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's what you do when you wrap a hand. Mm-hmm. So fast forward into when Canelo fought Triple G, and the reason I know, because I'm going to tell you why, is, is uh, the Triple G camp filed a protest with the Nevada, Nevada State Athletic Commission that uh, Canelo's trainer was stacking. Gaza tape 
So, of course, they wanted the second fight in Las Vegas because of the money. So, Bob Bennett, the head of the athletic commission, called me. And, well, first of all, the first guy to call me was Tom Laffer, the manager for Triple G. And we're friends. We worked with the Pistols for eight years. Mm-hmm. And he asked me what I thought about stacking. I said, bullshit. The only reason you wrap a fighter's hands is they don't break. So, he was the first one. And then Bob Bennett asked me, he told him the same. Well, the next day, Bob Bennett came to the gym. And I wrapped his hands conventional way and then <clears throat> wrapped it stacking. And he didn't feel that much of a difference. I said, no, there's no difference. It's all the same cause. It's all the same thing. So you got to keep in mind, we all have to be educated. Mm-hmm. And logic always outclasses dumbness. Yep. Right? So logic was telling you, bottom line, you wrap a hand so you don't break it. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to hit harder. Yeah, he's going to hit harder. Because his confidence level just went up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the next day, Bob Bennett brings in a hand specialist, a surgeon, and I wrapped his hands like I did a conventional and then stacking. They didn't feel that much of a difference. So in doing that, on the uh, Triple G Canelo 3, they let him stack, you know, which is fair. Yep. You know, because like I say, the bottom line is breaking their hands. It's, you don't want to break their hands. But it's, it's the thing that everybody comes in with ideas that don't make sense. So, so today we're gonna kill the myth of stacking. So all the all the people yeah. out there, let's yeah, you know, cut it, it out. It, it, and it's a shame because I, I got to try to even educate these other states that don't allow it. And it's only because of ignorance. It's not because of facts. If right. It was facts, it would it'd be one thing. I, I, no, it's, you got the same amount of guys here. You know, same amount. So that's not the point. You don't knock a guy out this way. Exactly. So Stitch, uh, last question for me would be your cream, the Stitch cream. Can you tell us about the Stitch cream? Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh man. Well, we have audio. Oh, our time disappeared. Oh, that was that was pretty that was pretty fun. Can, what do I tell him now? Tell him um. Tell him Zoom. The Zoom application just failed. Um. But we could, We'll wrap it up. We good. 
Oh man, that was crazy. Stitch. He ran out, huh? We re recorded we recorded everything. The last question was the stitch cream, but we'll we're working through there. But we did get what was it, 36, 37 yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, we got it. So we got everything on there. So that was a good plus. <laughs> yes, we did. I learned a lot from you. Believe I learned more now than the last. I think we asked more questions yeah, now. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, good Stitch, we appreciate you. Yes, we'll yeah. When it comes out Thursday, I'll we'll send you the link. Okay, my man. We'll appreciate it. Have a good night and have a good trip. Adios. Bye bye. Thank you, Bye bye. Oh my goodness. Fuck, man. The